This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hi, I'm Olivia Quay. And I'm Harriato Diman. Welcome to The Straits Times, the big story podcast where we analyse key issues with our journalists and guest experts. 19 new COVID-19 cases were reported today, 16 imported and 3 in the community. Two of today's local cases work in Changi Airport Terminal 3. They're linked to the Changi Airport cluster, which has grown to 10 cases. And in order to find hidden infections at Changi Airport, a special testing operation there is underway for about 9,000 workers. All workers at the airport's operating terminals will be tested. FNB and retail outlets at Basement 2 of Terminal 3 have also been closed as of today. All staff must test negative before their outlets are allowed to reopen. Professor Eric Finkelstein is here with us. He's from the Health Services and Systems Research Program at the Duke NUS Medical School. Welcome, Professor, to the show. As said last night, there are 11 open clusters in Singapore, including TTSH, ICA, and now Changi Airport. How worrying is it that more clusters are emerging, Professor? Well, it's quite worrying. I mean, the challenge that the, the government is facing is to identify individuals who are at risk uh, for being carriers of the virus. And so if you have clusters that are cropping up and we have no idea where they were created or, or who caused them, we don't know where to start looking for the source. And so it creates an additional problem. So you would much prefer to say even have 20 or 30 cases all as part of one self-contained or well-contained cluster than even to have seven or eight individuals uh, where we, we have no clue how they uh, came down with the virus at the first place. It makes contact tracing and, and prevention very difficult. I see. Well, Prof, uh, based on an MOH update last night, 133 patients are still in hospital with two in ICU. Another 262 are in community facilities. 31 people have died from COVID-19 complications. So looking at the bigger picture, how would you describe our current COVID-19 situation? Well, Singapore has no doubt done a phenomenal job in containing the virus, but I think it's important for your viewers to remember that all of the policies that we've put in place and that have been so effective are just temporary. You can have a lockdown that's unbelievably effective, but the moment you, you let people go and you let others fly in that might carry the virus or worse yet, the, an Indian variant of the virus that's even more uh, more contagious and, and seemingly more fatal, everything we've done is wasted. And so the fact that we've done so well is, you know, economists would say it's a it's a sunk cost. It doesn't mean we can we can let our guard down. We need to look to the future. And I think the government is is rightly worried not about the number of cases we have today, but what might happen tomorrow or next week or next month. Uh, looking at the India experience and experiences elsewhere and recognizing how quickly we can go from 11 cases a day to 20 to 200 to 2,000 or to 400,000 as India is now facing. Phase 2 measures uh, kicked in last Saturday, Professor. If the tightened rules serve their purpose in stemming transmission within the community, when we relax curbs at the end of the month, do you think it should be back to a phase 3 level like before or should relaxation be more gradual? Well, good question. I think it's, it's very difficult to predict the future, but frankly speaking, I think unless we, we basically don't allow foreigners or, or tourists into the country at all, we're going to have to recognize that, that there are going to be community cases and we're going to have to deal with it. And I think 
the loosening of restrictions is fine as long as people recognize that these loosening restrictions are potentially temporary and that if we need to, we're going to have to tighten down again. So my, my feeling is part of the tightening and loosening depends on whether the population is willing to you know, undergo this sort of yo-yo with respect to, to what they're able to do. And if people get it and are willing to play by the rules and, and, and wear their masks and do the contact tracing, then we can loosen up when it's safe to do so and tighten down for those periods where we really need to get serious and try to prevent uh, additional cases in the community. And so my sense is that this is not going to be uh, a two-week or two-month ordeal and that we are going to be fighting COVID for the foreseeable future until we get more people vaccinated, which I certainly hope every one of your listeners goes out and gets vaccinated. Uh, and we do better at, at treating the, the virus such that it's more like a seasonal flu. And we live with the fact that there is some contagion in the community. Some people will get extremely sick and unfortunately die. But we recognize that is essentially part of life and that we can't shut down our economy forever and that hopefully we can open up and recognize that life has risks, but we're willing to take those risks for the returns. And at some point, we're going to have to do that. But I think now is not the time. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Professor. We were speaking with Professor Eric Finkelstein from Duke NUS Medical School. That was an SBH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.